Hey everyone, this is Ben. This is Julia. And I'm Barat. And welcome to another weekly episode of Between Two Beasts, where we share highlights from our own podcast listening experience. For this week, I actually want to go back to BBC Radio and uh, one it's called In Our Time um, Culture. It was a podcast that was published. It was an episode that was actually published on the 19th of March, and it actually talks about Mary Shelley's novel, Frankenstein. Um, very cool, because as far as I'd read it, it was a scary kid's novel. It was something that I read. It was a ghost story. And it turns out that Percy Shelley, Mary Shelley, and Lord Byron came up with these in the midst of um, a lot of dark times in the 1810, 1815. And uh, they, they challenged each other to come up with ghost stories. And Mary Shelley came up with this. And... Um, it's very cool. Like a lot of people know the story because it's very popular. It's about this person called Victor Frankenstein, who is a genius. Like he he's at home. He reads a lot, and he wants to uh, create life, but he really believes that life starts with death. And so he goes to the dead. He picks up uh, remains and ashes and uses science. And science was actually used one of the first times in Frankenstein. Um, to recreate life, but as soon as he sees this monster he's created, he like runs away, and um, and then the rest is history because that's Frankenstein. But one of the coolest parts about this podcast, at least in in terms of what they say, is actually bringing it back to uh, the author and like what was going on at the time. Because first of all, like you talk about this man who's creating a who's creating a monster, but oftentimes you often associate creation, birth, life with a female figure. Mm-hmm. It's female energy that you talk about. So, like, what, what is going on there? Like, why is man leading to this creation? Uh, second of all, like, Frankenstein is, um, is not all that bad. And Frankenstein, like, initially actually tries to help people out. Like, sorry, not Frankenstein. Who am I kidding? The monster tries to help people out. And, um, like, he gets along with the blind father until... The father realizes that he's a six foot eight monster that is flesh and bones, and in some way, like the authors or like the podcast hosts actually point out fairly well that like Frankenstein was actually good by nature, and man made Frankenstein evil, which then goes back to the question of like why are we treating people differently? I mean, we do that today as well. Like as soon as we see somebody who looks differently than we do, like we decide to cast them out of society and it it just shows that it goes all the way back to 1825 when the first time it showed up on stage um and i was just intrigued by some of these questions like do you guys have anything to say about this um very existential today but i think uh i the second i mean the second one is always something that has struck a chord with me it's like someone who comes from an immigrant family and wondering how the others perceive even as like I am far from being able to claim to understand like many of the struggles that and challenges uh, that many ethnic minorities deal with in the US and other places in the world um, interesting like I never thought about Frankenstein in that light so um, yeah, I guess that's like a new thematic layer I hadn't thought about. I haven't read it in a long time, so you're like brushing me up a little bit. Perhaps I need to uh, dig into the specifics again. But 
and it's an interesting connection and actually like the like something that was even more fascinating to me was just that at the end of this book like when uh the monster actually goes to victor frankenstein to create like a female uh female version of this beast yeah um like one of the main articulations that like that the monster actually makes is that the monster had no choice you know like man created or victor frankenstein created this monster much like i mean oftentimes like we're like created by our parents and like we get no say in that right mm -hmm. where or or even god for that matter right where like lucifer was created by god but then thrown away thrown mm -hmm. out of the heavens into hell so like it, it often goes to show that like like you have no destiny in your creation but you have to deal with the consequences of that yeah um again again very existential and uh I was just thinking about all these things and like it kind of reminded me of like all of this like new stuff with like illegal immigration things that go on every day where like you have kids who are like brought into this world by people who may or may not be on the right side of law but like as far as the kids are concerned they're treated differently because they're not regarded as actual citizens of mm -hmm. America right but at the same time they had no choice in it and so it yeah, goes and so it goes to like thinking about like what conscious decisions do you make and like how do you exist in a world that doesn't really want you. I was actually struck by as you were describing it because um, I totally forgot that the monster didn't have a name in the story. Yeah. And I think that directly relates to how like it's very it's a lot easier to fear the other when you don't know you don't that humanize any, them. him or her humanize them in any way, let alone know somebody's name. Um, and so I think in that sense, like, particularly, you know, as, as we think about this challenge in our own social environment and political environment over like the last few years, I think um, that raises a good lesson I think, for all of us in the sense that like, you know, if you, if you have a certain prejudice or a certain you of the other it might actually be a sign that you don't fully understand those people or appreciate their culture have a lot to learn um so that those are thoughts that are like coming together as you describe that yeah it's it's it's, it's a very like i've never thought about this i always just thought about it as a kid story so like it never like right. resonated like the the levels of this and yeah kudos to mary shelley for coming up with all of this Right. Today. Do you right. want to go next? Yeah, sure. Um, so a lot of pods that have been released recently uh, are coronavirus focused, and that can be yeah. extremely exhausting. Um, Amen. Like even the ones that are like, oh, here are some tips uh, for your mental health and staying close to people and protecting them, keeping them safe. Like that is exhausting too. Um, but. Um, so Samia Nostrat and Rishikesh Hirway, uh, he does uh, Song Exploder and like a bunch of other pods. They started like a, a new pod called Home Cooking where they mm -hmm. talk about things you can cook at home, how to use stuff in your pantry um, while stuck at home. And it's her like, I think I find Samia's voice to be like very, like strangely soothing. She's like very, yeah. she has a comforting like personality. Um, so true. So, they're like taking listener questions or not listener questions. They were, I guess, now listener questions. But before she asked on 
Insta um, if people had any questions. Wait, but I have a question. Address. I have yeah. a question. How good do you need to be as in terms of like cooking food before the coronavirus oh. to succeed? <laughs> Not good at all. <laughs> she like makes everything very simple and she's like, oh, if you don't have this ingredient, you can use this. And like basically she explains how you can make use of like almost anything. And then they also made a site. So if you go on their site, they list like the kind of like recipes that they discussed. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Everything. Yeah. And they're really simple. Like bean salad where you use like bean juice from like after you cooked your beans and mix it with oil and vinegar and put it on like whatever. Have you tried any salad. of them? No. Okay. <laughs> when the Instacart order comes. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Um, and they had a guest on it, too, who tweeted a vodka recipe that was, like, that yes. his mom used. And I really crave vodkas after that. Um, but that was also hella entertaining. I'm a fan. I stand. Add potatoes to your order. You can invent your next one. Oh, I just got potatoes. It's so labor-intensive. I'm lazy. I just got potatoes. I'm so happy. Potatoes are delicious. I love them. I haven't had potatoes in a while. Like, it's 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 one of those things that I should probably... I'm already taking in a lot of carbs, and I should probably stay away from these, but they're just great. They're just great all the time. They're so easy to make. What kind of potatoes? Uh, russet potatoes. And, uh, I don't know. Like, it just has this, like, touch of home to it. Because, like, at home, like, mom would make, like, stuff... A lot of stuff with potatoes. And, like yeah. Oh, like, I can, like, send you, like, a bunch of recipes. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't wish to share a uh, family... Fair enough. Yeah. Secret sauces. Yeah. It's not even a sauce, Ben. We're not white people. But, like, yeah. like rest, rest Metaphorically <laughs> speaking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ben, you should go next. Um, well, before we move on to mine, I don't know. I, I think that's awesome. I am a big fan of hers, and now I have a podcast in my rotation. I didn't know that, so thank you for that. I also made potato with a, a little like impromptu stir fry, I guess, like a saute with potatoes, chorizo, canned corn, and uh, tomatoes a couple of nights ago, and mm -hmm. just used whatever spices were in my pantry. It was a very nice impromptu. Mm -hmm. Potatoes are very versatile, and then I used them in an omelet the next morning, whatever boiled potatoes I had. It was spicy because I used paprika, of course, for smoke, even though the chorizo is already pretty smoky, and some cayenne as well. Not bad, not bad. Just getting good on the scale. So my highlight for the week um, is from Matt Hartman's TLDR podcast, which is a cool, for those who don't know about it, it's a cool take on the podcast format where each episode is just seven minutes long, um, and they discuss a highlight from an uh, interesting piece of reading. Um, so the episode I actually listened to was from February 19th because I've neglected this podcast for a while and was catching up, which is easy to do since the episodes are so short. Um, the guest was Mike Mignato, uh, CEO of Anchor, which is now part of the Spotify family, one of our inspirations for Ode, per se. Um, and he was talking about an even older article, which surprised me that they went back that far, but I thought it was relevant to things we've been thinking about, the three of us. It's about Helvetica, which is arguably, if not factually, the world's most popular font, and how the font, which was a typeface, uh, 
as it should be called. Um, True. Uh, for the record, the, the wired piece does call it a font, but I, I respect That's your inaccurate. I, I respect your correction. Um, so the piece by Ariel Pardes talks about how Helvetica, you know, in its creation 62 years ago, was not designed to scale down to um, you know the devices that we use so universally today, and how the font, the typeface, which we're so so frequently exposed to from New York City subway signs to many universal brands all over the world, um, doesn't really render well on a smaller form-factor screen like a smartphone or even an Apple Watch, anything like that. Um, so it's getting, or maybe now it's done and it's fully out. I'm not fully in the loop, so now I have some more research to do. But it was getting a comprehensive facelift, as it were, um, to render better and still be part of our daily lives. But now it's going to be regarded as a letting now. So what excited me about that is that you know the three of us have been having conversations about how we're going to depict our brand identity at Ode and how we're, we want to give the world the impression that you know we're imaginative and playful and creative, but still really serious as the creators that we'll be you know, working with uh, all the time. You know, this is their lifeblood, right? And so we want them to feel like they're in a creative studio, but right. also being taken seriously. So I thought we could, you know, since we have some initial versions of what that might look like, talk about how we're going to continue to work on uh, you know, evoking that right image or what our yeah. thought process was like as much as creative processes are personal as well. Yeah, Julia's just a hard so we don't get to make yeah. all the decisions, but that's true. Know, we slip, we slip, some of them slip back. Um, just to oh, share thoughts record. about how that This is like not related to us, but a lot of brands like fashion houses like Burberry, Balenciaga, Balmain, all of those change their typefaces to be sans serif and like thick, so they're easy mm -hmm. to like shrink down. Like you can still read them when you're shrinking. Is down. that is that the primary goal? That, that was one of the reasons why. Oh, interesting. And I think it's probably also like a mix of like sh shifting to like streetwear and like hippies culture. Okay. Um, what is supreme? Is uh, that's a uh, fucking I know this. Supreme. Oh, uh, Fortura, Sally Bold. Oh. Uh, hey, maybe that's um, what you we should You need Barbara Kruger, not Supreme. Get out of here. Put some respect on that. Oh my god. Uh. But like, sans serif typefaces usually do it like modern stuff, more playful at times. Um, serif fonts are like. Institutional. Should we wrap? Yeah. Let's 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 wrap. Okay. So so to before before we close out, let's just go around and just say the names of the podcast so that people now know the new podcast that exists. Right? We want to help discovery, we want to help our listeners yeah. find new podcasts. Yeah. Ben, you start. Yeah, so as I mentioned, I took my highlight from Matt Hartman's TLDR Daily Pod. He's a partner at Fedorx Ventures here in New York City. The episode was from February 19th with Mike Mignano, the CEO of Anchor Media, or Anchor, rather. Perfect. Julia? Uh, my pod was Home Cooking with Samin Nosrat and Rishikesh Hirway. It was episode one, Been There, Done That, released last week. 
Perfect. And uh, mine was called In Our Time, published by BBC Radio 4, uh, hosts Melvin Bragg and several other guests all across the UK. Um, great podcasts. Thank you, guys. Um, you can find these pod, links to these pods in our show notes. And uh, with that, we come to an end of our we come to the end of our episode. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay warm. And wear a ski mask if you have to go out. And eat potatoes. Eat potatoes. Eat potatoes. All right. See you guys.